Professor Peter Mack is Professor of English at the University of Warwick. He's just been appointed as the new director of the Warburg Institute in London. Peter spoke to us about his prestigious new role and exciting collaboration opportunities with Warwick. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, as the new director of the Warburg Institute. Could you firstly tell me a little bit about the work that goes on there? Sure. Um, the Warburg Institute is devoted to the study of the interaction between cultures, primarily the in- interaction between cultures of the ancient Mediterranean world and the Middle Ages, the Islamic world and the Renaissance, especially the Renaissance, but also other forms of cultural interaction. And its overriding characteristic is its interdisciplinarity. So it's an institute that's had very famous art historians among its members, such as E.H. Gombrich, um, Fritz Axel, Michael Baxendahl, um, but also historians of ideas, historians of philosophy, of science, and, and also historians of magic and astrology. So how long has the institute been in existence? Well, the institute started as the private library of A.B. Warburg, who was the eldest son of a family of Hamburg bankers, And he is said to have said to his younger brothers, you can have the bank if I can have all the books I want. And I don't think any of them at the time realised quite what a blank cheque they were signing. Um, But A.B. Warburg, in the years immediately after the First World War, became very ill. And his library was sort of instituted into a public institution in, in Germany, attached to the University of Hamburg. But in 1933, because it was a Jewish foundation, people could see what was likely to happen. And the whole library was put on a boat and sent to London. Actually, it was, the whole library was lent to, I think, to Kenneth Clark in London. That was the way they, they, they got the books out of Germany. And at first in London, they were supported by, by private donations. And later, I think in, it's an interesting story, in the middle of the war, the, the money ran out, and the government of the time made a decision that they were going to keep the Institute in London rather than let it go to America, which was the likely destination, at, you know, as many Jews passed through London on their way to America. So they sort of made a decision that once the war was over, they would find the funds to, to support the Institute and to build a building. And so they decided that the best way to preserve the Institute was to attach it to the University of London. So the family gave the Institute to the University of London because of this guarantee of support from the British government. So how did you first become involved with the Institute? Well, I did my postgraduate work at the Warburg Institute. When I was uh, uh, doing my first degree in English, I was quite often sent to read articles in the journal of the Warburg and Courtauld Institutes, which is a, a fabulous interdisciplinary journal. And also one of my teachers put in my hands a, a great book, a book that I suppose in a way inspired everything I've done since, by Robert Curtius called European Literature and the Latin Middle Ages. And that book suggests that really European literature is one literature and that it derives ultimately from the Latin literature of the Middle Ages. It, in a way, the book is about the passage between Virgil and Dante. And I knew I wasn't particularly a medievalist, but I felt that the Warburg Institute was a place where one could study European literature, thought, history, philosophy as a whole. And they had a marvellous MPhil course where we, we had to take courses on all sorts of, of different subjects. So it was a real sort of interdisciplinarity before it was, it was such a, a fashionable idea. So what does it mean to you to take up the role of director? Well, I feel that it's an awesome responsibility. Um, I I know that that I can't be as great as some of the people who've been director in the past. And I also know that it's it's an institute that needs 
It's very strong at the moment, but it, it needs to be stronger and it needs reviving. So I feel it's a great honour and also a great responsibility. It's also, of course, a, a matter of personal commitment. I, I mean, I, I feel that all the work I've ever done, in a way, has come out of the things I, I learned at the Warburg. So I feel a great personal commitment there. I should also say the first day I was ever at the Warburg was the day I first met my wife. So there's a very <laughs> strong personal link. Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> so what would you like to achieve at the Institute in the future? Well, I think the Institute has an incomparable library and photo collection. And what I would really like to do is make it, again, a major centre for the study of cultures and especially for the study of the Renaissance. So I want to inspire some, some big research projects in the Institute, some of which will need co collaboration with other centres of research in the Renaissance in England, and particularly the one here at Warwick. How long have you been at the University of Warwick now? Well, I'm just coming up to finish my 31st year at the university, um, which seems like a, 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 a very long time. And, and I must say, I felt extraordinarily lucky to be appointed to this university. I was, uh, I, I was at the time a student in Rome, and Mrs Thatcher got elected, and I thought, I'd better get a job. <laughs> and and uh, I was very lucky that the, Warwick, that the Warwick English Department was very broad-minded and, and wanted to have someone with, with a range of interests in Latin literature and, and history of art and history of science and, and wasn't too bothered about, about how much English they did. What's kept you here for so long? The thing I would say about, about Warwick is it's, first of all, a place where when we have a good idea, we can make it happen quickly you know if somebody is a bit persistent if somebody is resourceful in putting forward something there's every chance that it can happen here so there's there's a sense that our big advantage over over many universities is not wealth um, or, or anything like that but it's that we can move fast and the second thing I'd say of course is that it's also founded on on very very strong and clear financial management you know you think of the principles that that Lord Butterworth and, and also that Mike Shattuck established for the university. And, and that's always given us that kind of freedom of manoeuvre, which, which, which gives us a great strength. I also very much like the location. It's a great place to bring up children. I have wonderful colleagues. Um, I have superb students. It's, it's a very, very good place to work indeed. Being in a unique position, having been here for so long, how do you feel the Department of English has changed and developed during your time here? Well... What always attracted me about the Department of English here was its European focus, that it's always been a department where you didn't just study the great books of English literature, you also studied French and Russian novels, and you studied Homer and Virgil and Dante, as, as well as the English classics. And I've always felt that was a great strength. I also feel that we've always had a great strength in theatre, thanks particularly to Carol Rutter and to Tony Howard in the English department. But over the last few years, we've built up strengths in other areas. Um, I think particularly of post-colonial studies, thanks to the appointment of Neil Lazarus. Also, the writing programme has developed. So I feel it's a, it's a department that's stayed true to its founding principles, but has also evolved and developed and has, has absorbed uh, new influences and new areas of, of literature. I, I feel that it's a very, very strong department. I, I think it would easily be in the top five departments in the UK. Even though you're going to take up a new post with the Institute, you're still going to have a position with the University. I'm just wondering what kind of collaborations you might be envisaging between Warwick and the Warburg. 
Well, one of the great things at Warwick is the large number of people in different departments in the humanities who are interested in the Renaissance, in, in classics, in art history, in Italian, in French, and, and in English, so that we, as well as in history, of course. So that we have um, a large number of, of, of different people with those interests. The Warburg has a fabulous library, but only a very small staff. So I envisage that as we set up research projects, we'll draw in people from Warwick, people from York, people from other places in London as well, but, but very much from Warwick. And at the moment, we've got a research project with, between War the Warburg and the Italian department at Warwick on vernacular Aristotelianism in the Renaissance. And that, will, that gives a good example of how we can work together. And, and I'm sure there'll, there'll be many other instances. Of course, we also run jointly a programme for teaching for, for graduates in the Renaissance across the whole UK. And again, that, that's now a week-long programme that we, that we run in May. So I see lots of opportunities for collaboration between Warwick and the Warburg.